Right, you can forget about me fitting all the uh, all the films in the in the in the window. I'll, I'll just put one of the films in the window. And it's arguably the best film of the night. Uh, hello. Hello, friend. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Voices from Behind podcast. Where, uh, we're going to go over a bunch of horror movies today. Just to cap us off before we go into recapping Young Justice. Because the new season comes out in two months. Or three months, rather. And uh, we're going to go over the last three seasons in the next in the coming weeks. So join us yet again for us gushing about Young Justice. We will, we will. Um, yep. Uh, later on, we're going to talk about... Did you manage Four to, did you manage yeah, to did. watch I, The Prey? Yeah, okay. yeah, I watched The Prey. That was not I've actually seen it before. It's a good movie. That's a decent movie. So later on, we're going to talk about The Dark and the Wicked, about Depraved. About Ghost Girl, which is still like, kind of new. Hell Girl. Hell, it's a Hell Girl, sorry. Hell, hell Girl. girl. Hell. And Come Play. So yes. That, so that is four movies that we're going to go over. Luckily, there isn't that much news, apart from Resident Evil 8 coming out and being good. Shocker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it, is, it is what it is. Yep. It's a uh, decent game. It's always going to be a decent game. I yeah. think that it just overreacted how good it was gonna be as the poor issue it, it. apparently it has the same issue as RE7 as to where it's <laughs> of really, course it does. <laughs> really really good in the first half and the second half kind of meanders and then the la- then it picks up again in the last much like every Resident Evil game uh, give or take the original ones are fucking amazing though true right so th- did you do anything this week because I watched a bunch of uh, movies I've been I've been working I've been I've been at work and like we were gonna record yesterday, but it was like my literally my only day off until next Sunday, and I took a nap in the afternoon and ended up waking up at like what half six or something. So, <laughs> yeah. But no, I've not done much. I've uh, got got a friend to play Titanfall two with me, so that's good. And okay. I've been um, going back through Blood. Oh, nice. Just just to like you know you know. Did, did you- did you get your ass handed again? You were like, "Fuck me! How the fuck did I do this the first time?" Yeah. Oh, why is you mess? Why am I being messages on Steam? No, be on later. Recording right now. Right. So, yeah. so did you? So, was it the the e old? How the fuck did I do it the last time? And no, I, 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 I actually started playing it. Oh, well done. And oh. uh, once you know enemy placements and kind of how to you know work around um, uh, you mean use the dynamite yes yes use yeah the dynamite. Pretty much, uh, crouch and throw dynamite that that's that's what your game boils down to because with the way ammo works and well done you're just left with dynamite and maybe some flares if you're lucky so a lot of it is literally just throw dynamite hope for best and i'm okay with that because blood is even though it's very hard is still like incredibly fun mm-hmm. and um yeah i'll be playing dota later because i just got an invite but I'll, i can do that later and uh yeah i've not done much else apart from that because again i literally have not stopped working since we reopened yeah. i will i did go to air though i went to air uh which is uh you know a little coastal town here in, in scotland and that's where one of our shops is. For whatever reason, it's part of the area, even though it's technically not in the area. But yeah, I spent spent a day there. It was quite nice. It was very a very chill shift. I got to see some dogs. I got to touch some dogs. Apparently, met a girl met a girl from TikTok who has like a million followers. So that, that was cool. Yay! Um, and yeah, tell me when this shit this shit gets interesting. Yeah, uh, slowly but surely, I'm getting prepped to go to a wedding, which is in two weeks. I well, I who's wedding? It's a friend. Oh, okay. Uh, so I watched a bunch of shit this week. Also, Hannah, if you're listening, hi. I I am definitely coming. I, I'm not sure if if I confirmed <laughs> this, but I'm definitely coming. Mm, the, the the first shit I watched was Dead House Dark, which is a short TV series from Australia. Uh, tell me the name again. Dead House Dark. Dead, Dead House one. It's Dark. Dark. It's a short story style with 15 minutes, between 40 and 15 minutes per episode. Oh, how many episodes? Uh, six. 
It's for it's literally just bite sized. You can watch it in like one hour, one sitting. It's not really special. I mean, it has some decent stories there. Mm-hmm. But here's back the question because this is uh, anthology style movies, and we've already uh, we've discussed some anthology style movies. So this begs the question: if all six combined, they would be like done in time of a normal movie. Okay. So why the fuck was so why the fuck wasn't this made into a uh, into a normal movie? Well, doesn't Shutter like, Shutter mainly concentrate on series though? Well, sorry, Complay and uh, the Dead and Dark are Shutter originals. Is Complay? Uh, sorry, every time I say Complay, I, I cannot help but think of Come Play. Yeah, I know, I know. It's an unfortunate name, it's but it's a, very it's good. It's unfortunate. Movie. Yes, it's. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I have quite a few things to say about both. But I'll talk more about Come Play because I want people to experience the Dark and the Wicked. So. Oh, oh God, that movie's so fucking good. Yeah, so, that, uh, so that house dark. Uh, so it has six not connected stories, right? Mm-hmm. So this, we've seen this before in other anthology style horror movies, most notably in the VHS this, uh, series. Yes. Well, they have some overarching story that kind of connects it. Usually, one guy sits down and watches all the fucking shit, and it just begs the question: Why the fuck wasn't this made into a movie? Like. Because I'm, I'm assuming that pe- people nowadays are way too. Like... Yes, but uh, see, here's the issue: because it's 14 to 15 minutes of an episode, right? I don't have issues with this, but it's just when you add up everything, plus minus the like 10 seconds or two a minute per episode mm-hmm. for the uh, openings and endings, it literally just boils down to you watching a normal movie. But it's just an episode. Yeah, it's not if like it's you're six watching six episodes for 15 minutes an hour. It's an hour and a half. Exactly, it's something like that. I mean, the first one is like 13, the second one is like 14, the fifth one's 15, the third one's 15, then it's like 13, 13, something like that. Hmm. But yeah, it's usually like 13, 16 minutes per episode, that's fine. And and this is the one issue I had, I was like, this could have been made into a movie, it would have been a great movie by you, because some of the stories were much weaker than the others. I personally like the third, uh, the third episode the most. Shocker, by the way, it's a found footage style. <laughs> of course. Uh, but it had, but it was decent. But overall, it's decently acting, decently uh, shot. Okay. Also, the third one has the biggest issues because it's the one that actually feels like it could have been made into a normal movie, but it just abruptly ends when it hits the 15 mark, and I was like, ah, oh come on, really? Right. It's kind of sad. But yeah, otherwise, I'd say give it a watch. It's it's decent. It's not it's not assuming. It's just you know, if you have spare time, just fucking give it a watch. It's an hour, yeah, it's an hour and a half, so it's not it's not like it's gonna take up a lot of your day. You can even yeah. do an episode a day if you wanted to. So yeah, it's fifty minutes per episode. Yikes! Uh, another thing I watched was uh, Nobody. Nobody. It's a very good movie. I'll give you that much. Nobody. I didn't expect movie. Exactly, it's nobody. It has Christopher Lloyd playing a grandpa uh, with a shotgun. Oh, I've seen the posters for this. I've it's seen actually it. a very good movie. I had a fucking... Yeah, with Bob Odenkirk in the main role, is that? Yeah, I had a fu- the time of my fucking life watching this shit. It was fucking hilarious. Was it an action film? Yeah, it's an action movie. It's a John Wick meets the, uh, the Equalizer style. Okay. But it's but it's so much hinted at it, and so much it's not really explained. But it's just you know, kind of hinted at, which makes it kind of good because it's you. It has the story, and it follows the story, and the, the details that you get are fine. The funny shit is there is this black Russian guy, Othello, and everybody's just remarking. a black Russian man. Exactly, <laughs> there is this. Yeah, I know. And I was like, wow, that's a that's actually pretty. I mean, they do exist, but fuck me, what? That's that's a ooh, that's a that's a new one. I haven't seen this one in the movie, and the the guy is just like he speaks fluent Russian, really good Russian. Okay. Imagine, imagine that part. Like the guy, I don't know the name of the actor. I didn't bother checking I'm the looking name. I'm up now. But he he had a spot on accent. Like okay. You could tell the guy if he wasn't uh, naturally born, he spent the time of learning the language and at least sounding like a Russian. Hey, I'm, I'm just a fucking due to him. That's a, I was impressed. I didn't expect that. But yeah, it's a, it's a, the action scenes are pretty funny for the most part, although they're kind of serious. It has this Home Alone style last fight with okay. all the traps and the shit. Uh, so, and it's fucking hilarious seeing Christopher Lloyd with a goddamn shotgun, just grandpa from the war, just fucking shoots people down. You're like, yeah. What's the, so what's the guy that was uh, the Russian? Was it, was it Pavel uh, in the film? It, no, it's Otello, I think. Otello. Okay, I'm, I'm still looking. 
Because there's um, a guy called Pavel, and he is he is a, a darker man. Okay, so it's probably him. I don't, what the fuck did they say in Hotel? Uh, His I name is Orion Mengesha, and he's... Where's he I mean, he's literally, he's literally one of the two black people in the Tar movie. The second one is a, a voice on the fucking cover radio that's helping our guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a pretty good movie. That's surprisingly really decent. And see, I was surprised. I was expecting him to actually not say, uh, not told his family who he actually was before he actually had a family. But turns out his wife knew. No, the there's a lot of actors were. in this that are Russian, actually. I know, because uh, it's a pretty good movie. It's genuinely just fun to watch. Right. Uh, another movie I watched, it was the new Tom Clancy movie. Which one? Last night with with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, no remorse. Oh, the 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 uh, is that good? Uh, okay. Oh, it's a prelude to the Rainbow Six. It's Rainbow Six. Once, okay. Which fair deals. I mean, it's, I, I I didn't really hate it, and got me thinking. You know the wire, right? Yes. You know that Michael B. Jordan was on that show for one season. Yes, he was. Well, he, it was one of his first sort of roles. So I was rewatching it before this, and like I said the first time, and I saw him. I was like, "This young motherfucker looks like Michael B. Jordan." <laughs> I, and I look at him. I was like, "Holy shit! This is Michael B. Jordan." Ooh, I'm, we're so fucking old right now. Yeah, so fucking. Old. There's, it's one of my favorite. Oh, that was like however many years ago. Then you realize it was some whatever Fuck. you're thinking of was twenty years Fuck ago, and you're like, old. "Oh, oh, oh no." So we're so fucking old, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a typical Tom Clancy, uh, hurrah to the fucking U.S. soldiers, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. We're fighting for the, we're fighting the good fight, even though we do we get hated because we want a better fucking world because America just does everything right. better for the world. No going to that one. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was like, hey, sure, but the action is pretty decent. Uh, pre- pretty good performances all around. It was. It's a decent movie. It's it's what I expected from decent actors, and some of them actually really good actors. Like my Michael B. Jordan is like there's good actors in there, and they deliver a, a, a good performance. So yeah, it's a it's a decent watch. So uh, it's it's more of a turn your brain off and watch though, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I didn't fucking pay attention to the details. It's just after a fucking dumbass. Uh, what's the word for it? Uh, uh, speech about why are they doing this and blah blah blah. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> so I just shut my brain off and continued watching it. I was like, nah, that's much better. Like um, I also suddenly finished it became watching... easier to watch. Yeah, I also finished watching. Uh... Oh god, what was this? <laughs> Fuck me, English work. Uh... Uh, Invincible. Oh, yeah, it's only eight episodes, isn't it? Uh, eight episodes. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. That's, again, I I have so many shows to sit down and watch now. Oh, uh, it's I for the first time in ages I watched the, the main bad guy. And I understood him completely, and I was kind of uh really, really, really. I actually completely understood him. I was like, yeah, I do understand what his plight is and why he's doing it. It's just okay. good. But I also kind of fucking fuck myself up because I saw spoilers for what's going to happen further on. I was like, oh, no. I remember touching the comics once in Waterstones, but I didn't really pay much attention sh- to them. You should. It's pretty fucking great. All right. It w- it's it will genuinely fucking great. Yeah, it's genuinely just one of the best shows that came out in a very long time. Another thing I watched was uh, Deep Six. That... Deep sex. Dead, deep sex. You know, that one. We've seen it like a thousand fucking times. Movie? Or is it a oh, show? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a movie. It's, it's a, a show. movie. It's a movie. For 58? No, deep sex? Movie. It's showing me a show and a movie from 89. No, that's Deep Star Sex. No, Deep, deep Six, the movie from 89. Uh, no, it's Deep Star Six. From uh, a, a group of U.S. Uh, Navy engineers led by Captain Laidlaw are building no. an underwater base. No, no, that's not. No, that's not it. I watched the other one with the fucking uh, tentacle monster. 
Uh, well, yeah, this this is the one. With, this is the one with the tentacle monster. Deep, deep, deep six. Uh, deep star six. I mean, they wrote the because that's the whole job. It's the one where they go to the cruise ship. Uh, they tried to rob it with the fucking tentacle octopus monster some, that was so drinking them. It's not the one I just sent you, is it? What's. Uh, give me a second. I'll, I'll find this or is out. it Leviathan that you're thinking of? No, 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 no. Right. It's not Leviathan. I couldn't watch Leviathan. Because they both came out in the same year. Oh, Deep Rising. Fuck me. Oh, yeah. Deep Rising. We've talked about Deep Rising at least once. Or we've mentioned oh. it at least. It's one of those dead genres of uh, hilariously stupid movies. Mm-hmm. That's kind of horror, but it's also layered with fucking cheese and shit. It's it's pretty fucking good. It's 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 the perfect amount of good bad. They could just the sit joy. down and watch and go, you know what? Oh, I have outside fucking Joy Pantu- outside of Joy Pantucci by by J- uh, Kevin J. O'Connor. Yeah, I fucking hated that thing and i was i still hate him to this day this is just one of those good actor shit fucking uh just nah yeah and treat williams is in it fucking Jansen is in the one of his know? who was one of his bigger roles is in hair the man has a voice of an angel and I mean, he pretty sure he was in that what was that cop movie that we watched uh Dead Heat? Was it Dead Heat? Because I think it was Dead Heat. Uh, With Joe Piscopoco? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, it's the that, same, yeah, it's, it's the uh, same uh, dude. Yeah, 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 it's it yeah. Lives. yeah, it is Dead Heat. Dead Heat. Go watch Dead Heat, kids. It's And also that's Famke Janssen. Come on. I just, wow. <laughs> just, you, you know, know what I'm... now that you said Famke Janssen, I remember watching Goldeneye back in day. When I was, well, the movie came out in 95, so I must have seen it when I was, what, seven or eight? And I had a sexual awakening after watching that film. <laughs> uh, but let's not talk about that. Yeah. We've been called sexist more than once, so let's just not. <laughs> I mean, that is what it is. It's like, what do you expect from, from people at this point? Yeah. She played fucking Jean Grey, like, come on. She did. She also played Jean Grey, yes. Like, we know how this shit goes. Uh, yeah, other than that, um, I kind of passed out watching something, but I forgot what it was. Uh, I also watched uh, A Sharpshooter with Liam Neeson. Not a bad film. I was bored out of my fucking yeah, mind. Yeah, it's problematic, but it's not a bad film. Bored out of my fucking mind. <laughs> I also sat down and suffered through Monster Hunter. Why? Why, such why, a fucking... why would you do that to yourself? Because it's such a fucking trade. Like eh, you need to see it. Like it's just stupid. Uh... Now I'm not. I'm not a person that's played the game, so I can't really. Uh, well, neither have I, but I kind of understand bits about it. But I can't. Uh, I can't say for sure how how much how many of those things that were shown there were correct and stuff like that like but it was a very bad movie from the beginning to the end mm. very bad mm. literally no salvation i also watched the first episode of the new star wars tv show the bad batch <laughs> oh is that out uh yeah did not didn't know it was actually out what how is yeah. it what's it like well uh, i mean it's the dirty dozen but for children but it also reminded me of Republic Commando and all the fucking feels came back. Oh, Republic it's Commando. animated. Yeah. And it's just and... a bunch of a bunch of troopers. And, uh, the, and the main guy looks like Rambo. Uh, yeah. And what's... Uh, what's it, Patch Antilles? No, it's not Patch Antilles. It's... Uh, let me put it like this. It, it doesn't look bad, but it just... I have so many questions about it because the overall reason for the story that happens afterwards, I distinctly remember having this conversation with some of my friends. Oh, it's better. Wedge Antilles, sorry. Oh, it's not. Never mind. I, I, I just saw the guy with the, with the headphones for, for years and I just remembered him from a different show. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, 
It's okay. It looks like, like the, I, I, the art style I, I, just looks like uh, what's it it's, called? It's it's typical. It's just typical Clone Wars shit. It, it, it looks it, like it a is, step up from Clone Wars, yeah. It, it's typical. So I'm not gonna trash it because it's only one episode out. I'm gonna give it a couple more episodes, see what the fuck's going on. Overall, it's okay for for what I can see, but it just reminds me of uh, Republic Commando, and uh, does it make you sad? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just the fact that we're never gonna get another Republic Commando game is uh Even if we did, you know it's not gonna be great. Did you see that they did uh apparently they they were working on a remaster? On the Republic Commando? Yeah, they kind of ruined the graphics in some places. Uh sure. Uh at least it's something. Maybe maybe if it does well we can get a fucking sequel for it. So let's pray for that one. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind. Republic Command is an awesome game. It is. It's a bit repetitive near the end, though. It's you, always you, been you got to give it that. I mean, I've played uh, the, the Dirty Dozen style games at this point. Like, There's only so many times you can shoot thing to get to end of thing before the game gets boring, so. Mm. Um, I mean, this was the squad style, which I've already played. At that point, yeah. I already played with other games like... Wasn't there a Rainbow Six game that did that as well? Most of them do it. Okay. But no, I was kind of referring to World War Two that was inspired by the movie Dirty Dozen. I think it was called Dirty Dozen, but I'm not sure about the name of the game. This is fucking decades ago. Um, but yeah, and after that we got the death of such games. It's Deadly like, Dozen but, you're thinking of. Yeah, Deadly Dozen, close enough. Uh, the death of uh, those types of games, aka Quiet Barker's Jericho. Hmm. You know, that game I feel like had potential, but it was rushed as well. It's not, nah, they fucked it up so badly. Like, I'm sorry. Do you know why oh I started watching? Oh my god, I remember Yacht? playing Deadly Dozen. I remember we beating open. Deadly Dozen back in the day and just looking at the screenshots, and it's just flooding my brain with endorphins just looking at it. Yeah. Uh, do you remember? I've, I've actually told you before. Uh, quite back, Jericho is the reason why I started watching Yahtzee. Is it? Yeah, in zero punctuation. Oh. Back then, I was playing Jericho. It was a fucking atrocious game. Like, it's bullet sponges. Fucking atrocious fucking movement. And I remember I died to one place where I rerolled it. Uh, they told me how to beat it after I died once. I was like, mm. the fuck was this the first time? So. Randomly, I get to Nazir Pogtrench's uh, review of this particular fucking game. And he mentions the same fucking thing happening to him. And I was like, oh my god, that shit happened to me. So I'm not the only one that who, who's that here. I started watching you because like... It, so he... Oh, okay, fine. That game's not good. The ending was a fucking mess. Everything was just a fucking mess. So Deadly Dozen is on Steam. It's six ninety nine. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a classic. It's actually a classic for once. You know how much th- this actually looks like World War II sniper call to victory so much. I mean, it was out. They were out around the same time anyway. I mean, maybe it's the same fucking uh, studio that did it. It's not no. But I'll send you some screenshots just so you just see what I mean. Uh, sniper call to victory. They are like maybe surprisingly they- similar in aesthetics. But yeah, they might they might have used the same engine. I'm not sure about that. But so here's World War II Sniper, and I mean this is this looks like typical uh, Call of Duty style. Yeah, games back in the day. And like the here's original the and here's the Deadly Dozen. I presume that this is because they use the same engine. They might. I'm not even sure what World War II Sniper Call to Victory uses as an engine, because that game is beyond broken I, and still needs finishing, but... I'd say it looks to be like it's a, a very unreal one game. Why does it have an IMDb page? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't have a wiki oh. page, but it has an IMDb page. Oh, no, there you go. Uh, yeah, wiki. But... I'm gonna say it uses a very early Unreal One engine, maybe even a Quake engine. Yeah, like the Quake the the game was developed by Jarhead Games, the World War II sniper, and it's Liftech that it's running on. Liftech, yes. I can see it. Well, Deadly Dozen. What about? Well, I'm having a look now. Is running on. 
Uh, it's made by Enfusion. That's that's the, the, the company that made it. And the engine it's running on is... Huh. Nowhere to be found. It's on GOG for 33% off. There you go. Uh, Deadly Dozen engine. Engine. It doesn't say. I'm going to shoulder a guess to say that's Quake 2 engine. It kind of looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, th with this one. Just the way the textures are mapped, it's very it's very similar to the way Quake the Quake 2 engine hands. Well, it, it took three, is it? Or is it two? Oh no no no! Uh, it's, it took two. It took two. Is the Doom two? The Doom one, Doom one, Doom two. If I remember correctly. Is it? This so it should, uh, should yeah, be it's like four? four. Four or five. One of the two. Well, no, five. I'm five no, is no. what runs the newer stuff. Five is no, what no, runs no, no. the new Wolfenstein no, no. and. Uh, no, 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 that's all seven. That's all seven. No, 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 I'm talking about the Raven Wolfenstein and Quake four and Doom three. Is it took five? It took six. Is Rage. So, so it should be four in that case. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. But I just, you know. Yeah, so uh, Deadly Dozen is on GOG for four sixty nine. You can pick it up there. But oh, Ruiner is off some money off as well. Maybe I can actually ask the, the Steam for photos of what engine is the same on. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out, but it doesn't. Uh, it was a runner-up for GameSpot, GameSpot's best budget game on PC award, but it, yeah. uh, but a Serious Sound, the second encounter, won it. They were they were the second. Deadly Dozen Pacific Theater. God, they, that that just sends me back, man. That really sends me back. Well, anyway, are you aware of any? Oh, Lithtech is the 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 engine that powers Blood Two as well. Well, no, Lifttech's the engine that's been doing fear, that's been doing fucking Shadow of Mordor, come on. We know yeah. this, we've been over this. But the first game that was made for it was Blood. No, or no, was it no. Shogo? Oh, it was Shogo. It's, it was Blood 2, I think. Yeah, well, no, it was Shogo, two. then Blood 2, and then everything else. Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, the original Blood's still on fucking build engine. Yeah. Hollow be its name. Hollow be no. the name of the build engine. Uh, I, I think I watched a couple of other movies, but I can't really remember. Like, I watched some really shitty horror movies. None of them, like, really very good or something. Yeah, or you, do, you do that every week, so it's not like, you know. Yeah. I watched uh, The Dark and the Wicked with a friend of mine. He liked the movie. I can't believe, I can't believe that he done this. Do you want to you start talking about the movies? Because okay. we have Which, which, one, do you wanna, which one do you want to start? Let's start with The Dark and the Wicked. Because we can get okay. through it relatively quick. Because I don't want to spoil this movie in the slightest. I mean, did you not understand anything from that movie? I so okay, no, okay, I understood it perfectly. Okay. And what I want to do really quickly is uh, go to the IMDb for the film. And I will read you some reviews, okay, for, for this movie, for this picture. Which, personally, I think is one of the better horror films I've seen in a long while. I think this is one of the best horror movies that's come out in a very long time. Yes. Uh, what I want to say about The Dark and the Wicked is there's a certain way that you can make a horror film to make it tension-filled and make it dark, brooding, and horrifying by somehow managing to channel my own personal nightmares. I, th I think that the way... The a lot of the way that this movie actually functioned was the camera work that was implemented. Specific shots are able to give you the exact intention that the, ca that the director wanted to... The, the movie to is fucking gorgeous to look at. It is just stellar work. I especially love the scene where the brother comes back to the house after confronting his mother. Mm-hmm. And spoilers, uh, it sits down on the bed. And the way the shot is panned, you can see the... The, the, the elk skull just yeah. like almost spitting mm -hmm. back at him like this is the devil himself that's been looking the at him. The amount of shots in this film that have something in the background or in the foreground where you're like, huh? And by the time you realize what it is, the shot's over and it's just left lingering in the back of your head like, I don't, like, I don't like what I saw. I th 
this movie ended and I felt dizzy because I, I was feeling uneasy the whole time. Like it's, it's been a, I think the last time I felt like this was hereditary when I first watched it. I think this kind of one-ups hereditary by a lot of it. Well, this, this one oh. one-ups it by being entirely um, psychological and supernatural. While Hereditary throws in the supernatural bit like closer to the yeah. end, but I think I think that a lot of the thing comes from the conversation with the priest, who isn't the yeah, because he lays it out for them, mm-hmm. and he says that it doesn't matter what they think yeah. and what it is because he's already there, yeah, and they still don't, and they the, just don't figure the it out. The whole idea of the film is that this entity is fucking with them to the point where it's completely warped reality around them. And well, no, he, uh, it's not that. It's just that this is the devil, yes. right? Yes. And the devil has mad them for consumption, mm-hmm. right? But he's also noted that the devil is also shapeshifting. He's fucking with them. He, not only is he fucking with them, he has but, found a family that is so dysfunctional that the only, he, he basically feeds on them until eventually he gets them all. Yeah, and that's why the reason, like, well, some of the people might be asking, well, if he could do this all the time, why didn't he just kill the father? Well, the whole point is that he, the father was the bait to lure all of the yes, men. Yes, that's, so that's, that's also my theory for, for the way the story progresses. Sh- shall I read you a, a quick review? Uh, also, another thing that needs to be noted is the intricate story details that have been done on the side and a- the way it's been shown. And the perfect that's- character development. And the reason why he always goes makes them kill themselves because mm-hmm. killing yourself is a cardinal sin in Catholic in a Catholic church. Not only is it cardinal sin, it shows the lack of love for yourself and those around you, which is what exactly. he also feeds it's, on. Exactly, it, it is exactly that, and that's why it's uh, cardinal sin, and that's mm-hmm. why he's making them kill themselves. That's how he got their mother. That's how he yeah. got the amount of fucking mother. antichrist imagery, like people stabbing Just, their eyes out and the 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 crucif- the crucifix markings and stuff and. The fact that the the silhouette of the priest is just a crucifix as well, just oh god, there's so much in there. I was like, I'm, I, I'm, I, I, I'm doing I, shivers I, I thought, thinking about some of the shots. Yeah, I remember telling you even uh, back then that you need to rewatch this movie a couple of times because there's so much into this. To catch this. all the little intricate bits. Yeah, I watched it and I found new things. That's uh, that's how good this movie is. And that's what separated this movie from a lot of the horror movies that came out recently. Is because in those details. That's what separates a great horror movie from a, uh, from a dumb horror movie. It's the same when, when you go with the classics, like The Thing. Yes. It was always you, in the details. You know, you know when, I, when I realized I was going to love this film? When? When the mother starts singing while the son is in the room with her. And he goes up to hug her and be like, hey, you know, we're here and stuff. And she literally just turns to him and said, it's not what you think, you know. And he just... Dis- he just completely like ignores her and walks away. And then obviously the whole, the finger thing starts, but that line, it's not what you think it is. Just sold me. I was like, Oh goodness. Oh, this is going, this movie's going places. <laughs> uh, I, I was completely sold with, with the chair, even in the earlier, the chair. Yeah. When she was cutting the onions and the chair just moved behind it. Yeah. Do you know what I was sold? Cause what? It, the, the chair was facing towards her, which means that the demon was looking at her, mm-hmm. and he knew, she knew, and he didn't care. Mm-hmm. He just continued watching. Mm-hmm. Basically, she, she couldn't do shit. That, that's, a, that's the thing that told me. I was like, okay, we might have a, a good movie in here. Yeah, no, the, mo- the movie is genuinely terrifying. Like, the movie is, is like, beyond terrifying for if, if you know... The intent, everything in that movie, just stellar work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely stellar work. Good acting, by the way. It's The acting is 10 act- out of 10. I mean, I won't go with uh, that high grade. I've got to say it's more than serviceable. So it gets the point through. And it, and it does a really good name. job to show off how a, yeah. like, a, like a dysfunctional family works. Yeah. And the point is that those actors, they're not big name actors. And they were given fairly difficult things to act. Mm-hmm. And make make work, and they were able to get it through every last bit of it, all of it. And that's what, well, that's another plus for the movie. Like, yeah, good acting, great shots, fucking stellar sound design. 
Ex- that's what I was going to say. Watch this movie with a good sound system because it was a bit quiet on my speaker. So I thought I'm going to throw on some headphones. Halfway through, I almost wanted to switch the headphones away because it's the sound design is what sells this even more. Just it it is especially the I mean, way the players' the... voices and screams. That sounds exactly like my nightmares, which makes it and even more. You remember when she was going uh, when the the daughter was going for the door to lock it mm-hmm. when she thought it was open. Mm-hmm. Do you remember hearing the TV just suddenly yep. start speaking in yep. demonic? Yep. Yeah, you know you're in for a good movie. You're like, oh. It's the bit okay. where she gets up while the TV's still on, while the parents are watching, and then the TV goes all distorted. And once she closes the door, it stops, and I'm like, oh no. And in the back, and oh. in the in the background, uh, you see the dem- uh, the demon, but yep. then it turns out it's the mother. So we know that the demon already has the mother. And you hear creaking and shit every time it's there, and it's like. Oh, when we're and talking about not um, any any jump scares, barely, no jump scares. very few. It's like by the end there is what the major one at the end, and then there is two. There's a, the there's a couple throw in here and there, but you know what? They are earned. They are they are actual jump scares, both for the characters and the audience, because they're actually earned and they serve the story. Also, some of the imagery, the general imagery in the film is fucking just disgusting. And I'm yeah. all for it. Uh, and you want to told you why to uh, to watch this movie like a fucking year ago at this point. Yeah, but let me let me read you this review, okay? For somebody that, okay, so the the title of the review is what? And there's uh, six T's on the back or seven. I can't. I'm not sure. But this movie is scary as hell and terrifying. But then to find out it was for nothing. All caps. No plot or backstory. No reason for why this is happening. It's like a movie that wants to scare you and it does, but there is absolutely no reason or logic why things are happening the way it is. The two siblings start acting and doing stupid things and then the, and then the last five seconds was even as bizarre as it gets. At least throw in the history of the farm and the father's past to let us know why events unfolded as, as it did. But one star out of ten, sorry. For scares, it's eight out of ten. But if I... But I cannot for for oh goodness this person cannot type. The love of me. But I, I cannot for life of me know why director oh. or writer did not add a solid backstory and explanation to to movie or or as to why it went down like this. It's a possession story. You don't need a backstory. They tell you everything through fucking family photos, and the and the siblings like barely speaking to each other because the whole family clearly never spoke to each other or express the way they feel. Yeah, could be. I mean, listen, the person that watched the movie just didn't bother trying to understand that he... Same as this one. Uh, The title is Collection of Random Events with Gore. Dull scenes with darkness filters and desaturations, lots of auditory stuff working to accompany it. But ultimately, the scenes play like this. Random scene in a house, then in a barn, then in a bedroom, then in a barn. Then a scene with I mean, a nondescript dialogue. Okay, he's not he's not entirely wrong on that no, part. No, but... I'm not saying. Good luck trying to figure out any of the plot. There isn't any. The, it's it's. Are are people like? Stupid! You're so stupid. Are people like, just just yeah, brain damaged or something? And. <laughs> Uh, they, they, they cap it off as sound like a masterpiece, like Shutter Island, or in the horror genre, something like The Conjuring or Hereditary. No, it's not even close. Did they seriously put Shutter Island as a masterpiece to start with? No, that movie was a piece of shit to begin with. What the fuck is wrong with people? Like, this movie is genuinely dreadful. Like, as a, as, as a mood, the mood that it sets. And it's also gorgeous to look at, even though it's dreadful. Yeah, so they go, I'm sorry, but this movie is terrible. It was just nothing but these little shock moments followed by slow, boring storyline that didn't even really make sense or even really matter. It just kept dragging on and on, and the same things kept happening over and over again. The ending was absolutely a slap in the face. I'm sick of these shock and gore movies with no story and poor character development. If you like the Saw franchise, you'll probably find this to be a good watch. Um, the person who wrote this you're an idiot like I understand 
opinions are subjective and, you know, everybody's entitled to their own. But if two idiots like us, and don't get me wrong, we are idiots, can see how the movie builds characters and plot through imagery alone without even words and we can we can gather meaning from that it means the movie does its job <laughs> like pe- people are like it has there's like three gory scenes in the whole film maybe even two if we count the sheep so it's two gory scenes and everything else is just a slow build and like just like watching a match burn away in the best possible way it's it's really good the movie is 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 like impeccable but i guess a lot of people don't understand how slow indie horror works but they'll go and watch shit and they'll compare it to shutter island but shutter island but leo dicaprio plays a good role sure Oh yeah, how can this be, how can this get ninety percent of Rotten Tomatoes? Good grief! Been there, seen this, and done so much better. Waste of time and money. Are these the same people that saw The Witch and said The Witch was shit? <clears throat> Excuse me. To be fair, I also don't particularly like The Witch. But uh, both of these films are very similar. Yes, they are. The reason I don't like The Witch is, uh, for the most part, I was bored watching it. The Witch can get can meander a bit, yes. It it is. I was completely bored by it. And oh, that's so, the, the... <laughs> here's a great review. Waste of time. So what? Uh, there's no capitalization here, by the way. Barely. Someone got the camera and started to make Halloween movie for kids. There was no any scenario, no any reason behind the events, no character relations, no start and no end. I wonder what the writer, th- though, while decided to owe something like this. I recommend him to try his luck in another thing and leave the movie making for someone expert. Hey. It's a good Just movie. Just K. It's 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 honestly one yeah one of the better horror films I've seen in a in a long while. If you like slow burn horror films with a bunch of fucking religious imagery in them, and shit that can literally put the fear of the devil in I, you, just watch this. Oh film. Yeah. These are the type of people that don't understand how to craft a horror movie. They, they think that the horror movie is just about the slashing and the big yes. scary guy with a fucking machete going around. That's not how all horror movies are. It's like there's deep, uh, different types of them. This it's isn't. Like the, the, it's not a popcorn horror film. This is exactly how. Uh, the, the, yes, the comparison to The Witch is correct. This is a slow burner, mm-hmm. and it's a very accurate movie when it, uh, the, the, with the comparison to it. But it also does what the witch couldn't do in a long time. Uh, for the Which most is part, is steal a load of fear in you. Yeah, the most part uh, for outside of the beginning, the the middle part is basically just filler. Mm-hmm. It just nothing happens there. I, I remember watching it. I was like, okay, so this is good. I like the design. A bunch of stuff about it's... the witches. There's a bit too much concentrating on the family, which is not bad because it becomes more of a drama than a horror film. But it, 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 I feel like the witch in places cannot balance between the two. And there's also, I mean, you, you do know that uh, in the witch, when they get the goat in, mm-hmm. you go, that's, that, that's Satan. There that's he is. The devil. There, there's my yeah. boy. Yeah. And, and he does nothing. Yeah. Outside, outside the end, he does nothing. He's just there. And just I do understand. He's, yeah. yeah. He's just there influencing. But for the most part, like, what the fuck is this? Like, why are we? What is the point of this middle part of the movie mm-hmm. if only the beginning and the end is the two wolf wo- wo- moments that happen in the entire movie? Like, I don't care about the rest of the fucking family. Just no, fucking this, ask the, the Dark and the Wicked is quite literally all about the haunting. And now, since we're talking about family, come play it is. Oh, do you want to you talk about Deprived real quick and we'll swap around between? Okay, okay let's talk about dep- Depraved. Depraved, sorry. I keep saying Deprived. Yeah. Depraved is a, real, uh, is a is a good picture. It's a it's a decent movie. Like a, it's a low budget one, and it yes. fucking shows. It's about a guy that uh, after his birthday spent with his uh, the love of his life, he gets killed, and he gets resurrected into a new Frankensteinian monster with his with Igor being a very rich person. Yes, and 
the, for the and for Doctor Frankenstein being a very a social outcast with fucking issues. Like we said last week, it's essentially a modern Frankenstein story. Done really well. No, I, I didn't watch Splice so I could compare both of them like I wanted to because uh, I forgot. I okay. genuinely forgot. But I do enjoy the scenes that were spent at the beginning establishing a pseudo friendship between Frankenstein mm-hmm. and his monster. Yeah. Those were really good. Then the second part of the movie happened and I was fucking confused. Yeah, like, why kinda, the fuck is it, Igor taking him to fucking the strip shows? What is the point of this? I, I feel like, like we talked about before what were we talked about before deprived depraved hell uh, no no no, no. Oh, fucking hell no, uh the, the, hollow, f- the hollow one yeah the, it's the it's kind of it kind of feels like that where it's a first time director and first time writer for a film fine but it feels like there's a really good setup and then a fucking amazing concept and then slowly but surely they start to inject new ideas and stuff and the movie kind of loses its way halfway through yeah. much like the it- hollow one and let's just quickly compare it to Hellgirl. The same thing <laughs> I liked in Hellgirl, I actually liked in uh, in Depraved. The whole uh, dynamic. That yeah, the, the, the setup and the character did. dynamics are there. And I do like that. That, yeah. that I really enjoyed. The last part of the movie was kind of forced, in my honest to God opinion. It is. And it kind it of does be, feel forced. Uh, yeah, and it was kind of annoying for the most part. But equal killing Frankenstein, I didn't see that one coming. No, it's it's a really good twist. I didn't see that one coming, it, but it, yeah. It also and makes you feel sad. It's a sad twist. Well, it's better than the last Frankenstein movie we both uh, we have both seen. What was the last one we saw? Frankenstein Reborn or some shit like that with that guy with the square jaw that played Harvey Dent in the Nolan films. Oh, but, the one where he is Frankenstein's monster and he goes fighting fight, creatures. Fights demons and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they try to oh, set it up for... I, the, Frankenstein. I Frankenstein, whatever. I think that was the name of it, yeah. Yeah, it, well, it's much better than this because at least he understood perfectly what the fuck to Frankenstein is. Yeah. The teetering with Godhood and with the fucking complex. I mean, I, I, I still want to give major props to Larry Fassender for this being his first, uh, you know, his first. Good sh- uh, See, I, I have. Uh, so there were really good shots, but I think, I think that the cameras that they used were fucking low grade because some of the grain that happened yeah, yeah. with the, with the uh, shots. I, was I just feel like a lot of it was shot on film as well. I don't think it was shot digitally. Like it was just some of the the grains that just. Uh... Yeah, I, I still want to give him props for ha- making a film. Like it's hard to make a film and making one this good for a first time for a first time effort. Like, good job. I th- yeah, it's a pretty good movie. It deserves to be at least watched yes. for the sake of uh, understanding how to make a decent story and good acting. And see how to actually feel the fluff of a movie. Yes. Also, yeah, for for a low budget film, the acting's really good in Depraved. Like there's actually, there's a bit of a few, a bit like you're kinda like eh, but for the most part. It's okay. Like you can see how to make fluff uh, from in both Hellgirl. Hellgirl actually does that as well yes. with the fluff. I still need to finish so, watching it because I ran out of time. Surprisingly, it does the, like I said, it does the fluff really well. Not the horror part, not the main story, but the fluff. The what fluff I noticed point. about Hellgirl, what it does really well is all the character stuff. Like anytime mm-hmm. any of the, was it five of them or six of them, all these treasure hunters, they, they start, you know, they're, anytime they're on screen together, the dynamic, even though they're all like played to a T to like a stereotype, the, yep. the dynamic between them is really good. Exactly. It's like the fluff is there. Like yeah. this is what I enjoyed about it. It's the fluff. It's a happy accident, it, that it, film. <laughs> it's, it's genuinely, I was like, even, even I was still thinking about it, I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, let's talk about gunplay. Because gunplay... His power to on steroids. For a, it's delicious. A, technically, no, because it's one. One, it's also PG thirteen, which surprised me. But the thing, oh yeah, I think that the Monster Hunter is also PG thirteen. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I was going. I didn't even bother looking the, at it. Here's it the difference. What I think, like basically, the Babadook is isn't even real in the context of the film. It's just the mother's grief and the way she's dealing with life. And it's just a metaphor for that, which that, that, there we go. That's that. That's the Babadook, basically. It's just a metaphor for grief and dealing with it. By the end, she buries grief in the basement. <laughs> um, but Come Play, I feel like is more of a Chucky film, even though it's technically not Chucky. It's, it's, it's this weird entity that comes out of your computer. His name is Larry. His name is Larry. Well, no, 
Well, it's not really the computer. It's just an alternate dimension. He yes. uses the TV screens as a doorway. He, he uses screens, yes, and an iPad. But but uh, but let, let's understand like this. If the whole point is the loneliness that the child feels mm-hmm. because he cannot really uh, interact with anyone normally. Since but basically, the story is about this autistic boy who cannot speak very well, and he uses a, a phone, like a phone app, to make sentences. And he is very lonely because he's lost his friends or his friend. We find out later in the film why. His family's falling apart. Like his mom and his dad are constantly arguing and, it, you know, the dad moves away. Well, no, he doesn't really, he doesn't move away. The whole point is like, this is the dynamic of the family. It's a broken family because yes. the dad doesn't know how to relate to the boy and the mother has to do all of it. But the yes. mother gets tired and that's why she has a uh, breakdown in the end. Like this is And good. she has a breakdown in one of the one of the worst possible scenarios that she can and she they, they still manage to get out of it, which is really good. Yeah, because the boy also knows that he is the root of the issue here. Yes. He's not stupid. He is well aware, uh, yes. Yeah, but he knows he cannot fix it and he knows yeah, he's causing trouble to both his... Uh, he's a very he big SpongeBob. And Larry is that desire for him to connect yes. in the same sentence. And that's why, and that's the, and that's where the, the the movie really does well because it gives us a look into a very loving but dysfunctional family mm-hmm. because of reasons that are beyond their control. Yeah, and that's what really sets this movie apart from the Babadook because I still can't fucking tell you what the problem is with that child in Babadook. You I won't fucking die <laughs> still this day. This one I understood him perfectly. Like, I felt for him because every time you see him on screen, you understand how difficult it is for him. Great acting, for, great acting from all the kids in this film. I know, right? I was even the I was acting of the like, kids. Fuck. I was like, holy fuck! It's it's just fucking stellar. Yeah, it's just stellar. I, I, I didn't even believe it. Like, like I, every everybody knocks it out of the park, but the kids, like the main kids specifically, fucking a plus. Like I was half expecting them to at least you know fuck up at some point, but they didn't. I was mm-hmm. fucking surprised because that's I, if they fucked up, I would be like, "Yeah, it's children. It's fine. You know, it's children. It's, it's okay. We can't also, be too hard." Major on them. props to the to how low budget this film is. They still managed to make a pretty good CGI monster. Oh yeah, Which I mean is practical in a lot of in some cases as well. Well, yeah. So like I said, it really reminds me of uh, Tales from the Dark. Yes, uh, whatever. and uh, the way the, the the CGI is, it kind of looked wonky by the end. But I will let, let it slide. Like the whole uh, the pivotal point of that movie isn't the monster itself; yeah. it is the overarching story. And the, it's the, the mother that admitting that she actually really loves her son and does and just wants to protect him. And so it's not only that, and she finally comes uh, comes to terms with what he is and how he is, because mm-hmm. she in the beginning she's overbearing, because she also doesn't know how to deal with it. Granted, none of us do. It's the whole point yeah, of it. That's why no he... either, yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, Vido. And the only and person understand that the understands him is the kid, is his best friend, who is now his bully because his mom fucked up earlier. Exactly, and this is the problem because, uh, like we said, she's overbearing and she fucked mm-hmm. up. And the issue comes with, and most of us would act like the father. We will try to distance ourselves because we don't know how to deal with it. We don't want to cause trouble. Yep. That's that's normal, but it's also not right. It's not right, but it, it's how a person in real life would react. It, it is this reality that just, for me, it makes it uh, so good. Oh my goodness, Larry's just a metaphor for the mother coming to terms that her kid is autistic. Yeah, imagine that part. Like I told you, this is no, literally... No, 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 it, literally it literally just clicked, because I was thinking, like, in a horror movie like this, like, this is essentially a kid's film. Like, it's, it's a horror movie for kids, Okay. In a movie like this, you would have the kids trying to convince the parents that there's a monster, and the parents going, "No, no, there isn't a monster." And by the very end, that's when you know the parents come in to help the kids. However, in this one, because Larry, the monster himself, is a symbol for is is like symbolism for is like a metaphor for the mother and the way she acts around the kid, and like how how he's lonely, how she has to come to terms with who the kid is. The mom like believes them from the very beginning because she sees it for herself, and like the family, the whole family is in on it, which which is which was like such a refreshing thing to see. Uh, I want to I want to point out another thing about this movie that really fucking does well. It's the ending. The father 
coming to grips with his son. Yes, as well. That that was very the nice. Fa- the, the father way having an active role involved. in the kid's childhood. Yeah. He becomes more involved in the end. Yes. And that's, that's his redemption arc, although he's crippled now. And he is trying to uh, try. You his could best. argue that the crippling you know? is also uh, him learning to live with the scars from, you know, trying to uh, deal with this kid before coming to coming to I, with it. I'd say that the, I, I'd say it's more like for him to be more empathic yeah. as a sort of style because now he also suffers a disability and he can relate easier to his son. You can also be... literally but... play this film off as it all coming from the kid's point of view and Larry not even being real. He really isn't real when you think about it. But the, the, the choice that the mother does at the end, it's a mother's choice. Yes. And you, re- and you realize... It was if... kind of heartbreaking. I'm not going to lie. It was also terrifying to see her turn into that thing. Oh, yeah. It's it a fucking real, really good effect. Yeah. yeah, really good effect. Stellar work there. And the, and, and the end, when the, uh, his father misses his wife, really uh, deeply, and sees mm-hmm. her playing uh, with his... Uh, he's so happy, but he doesn't disturb them. Also because he doesn't want to look at her, which is a fair thing. Yeah. Considering what we saw, I wouldn't also want to see that. <laughs> but, he understand, but he understands that it's not his place to, uh, to uh, stop this. Like it's, That's not the point. It's his son and his mother being together. That's why he's uh, there just sitting and watching. Yep. Uh, hold on. I'm just doing some calculations for uh, how many episodes per week we're going to have to watch. Uh, half a season. Three episodes a week. Episodes a week. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The uh, come play is really good. It... Yeah. But we need. To, we, we. You need to finish Hell Girl, which probably will leave for next week. Okay. That. That's fine by me. Because Hell Girl seems to be like a very fun sort of turn your brain off film. It, it is. I genuinely because because uh, when I looked at it and <laughs> it looked like something I'd fucking laugh at and be like I'm gonna switch my mind. But like I said, the fluff, the fluff really fucking sold me. That I was like, you know what? This might be a very, very stupid fucking horror movie with no fucking idea what it wants to be. I have no fucking idea what the, why the bad guy is doing those bad things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But these people, well, we can say the way they're the acting, happiest of accidents, I guess. I, I'm okay with that. Like, I have you have you gotten to the point where the mother and the daughter talk? No, I think I think I'm on the scene just before that. I think it was like yeah. the scene just as they get to the to the town after they have oh. the Hulk or Fuffle in the bus. Uh, it's a little bit afterwards, but yeah, with with the whole story just kind opens of up. Uh, yeah opens up and you realize what the fuck is going on because I have no idea. Like even I was like I rewatched it and I still can't fucking tell you <laughs> what the fucking point of this shit is. <laughs> like oh, none, but uh, but I that's hope the people on the recording can't hear that. But there's drunk people screaming outside my window because all the yeah, bars are open. So yeah, just you know. uh Watch that scene. Watch that. Watch that. Heart to heart between the father, the mother, watch and the daughter. And tell me, and tell me, you didn't enjoy every last bit of it. You sitting there going, like, you know what? This is actually not half bad. Okay, so we're doing Hell Girl next week, and we're gonna do four episodes a week of Young Justice after that. Is that what we're doing? Four episodes. Uh, well, yeah, for the next week. Four take episodes a, take a week away. It's it's. Uh, we got twenty. We'll have twenty weeks, and it's seventy-two episodes. So yeah, just four episodes a week, and then by the time we get to the new season, we'll be just in time. Mm-hmm. And also, do watch Invincible. It's I will. Fucking on me. I will. And I want to point out, Grace's father mm-hmm. puts him through the fucking grinder to explain everything from his point of view. Okay. And it makes sense because the guy is like fucking thousands of years old. He understands this. And he knows it. And he knows that his mother lives up to eighty, and eighty for him is just a smidge. <laughs> like. And the plight that he has, like that's why he doesn't get he's not attached to his mother, really. He doesn't really love her because of it. Like he's like she's like a pet to me, and they're like, oh that's oh, cool. But then well, you re- cool. but then you realize that the guy is fucking thousands of years old, he will outlive the whole fucking uh, world. Yeah, and then you're like, Yeah, I mean it, it makes sense. They're like getting attached to the person that literally just fucking exists one moment and doesn't in the next is just it's it's not gonna land you any uh, any where nice. But that being said, also the words that Grayson uses at the end, as like 
because his father asked him, what would you have 500 years from now when everyone's dead? And and Grayson says, "Uh, I'm going to still have you, dad. And he just fucking vanishes. He just runs off. I gotta gotta go buy cigarettes, kid. I'll be back. I mean, because it got through to him. Yeah. Like that that thing got through to his father and then they realized and then the story just goes even fucking more bananas. Bananas? Trust me. It could get more well, fucking we'll, bananas. We'll talk about Invincible next week as well then. Yeah, you should I watch will it. Have watched it. So much fucking go, so much death. It's so fucking I'm worth okay it. Trust me, you're not prepared for this. <laughs> you're this not is, ready? This is oh this is above Apocalypse War. Oh no. Oh, oh the, the first episode. I mean, you should have seen the, at this point the fight between Omni Man and the first yeah, yeah, version. I've seen, I've seen those, yeah, yeah it, you should see the last fucking episode. Thousands die. Yeah. Well, in that case, Thousands. I'm, I, I, I'm going to recommend one thing for you to do. You watch know, as well. do, do you know what he does? He holds uh, Omni Man holds his son in front of a fucking moving train, so his son ends up killing every fucking passenger there. Oh no! It's fucking brutal. It's just brutal. And this was for him to illustrate a point of how weak humans are compared to them and how much they don't really matter. And he started going like, no, they do matter to me because, you know, I grew up, this is my home. And he's like, no, your home is Viltron. But he's like, but he's never been to Viltron. He doesn't fucking know that place. And you're like, you begin to understand the differences between them and you begin to understand Omni-Man. You're like, you know what? That makes sense. That actually makes sense. Yeah. Well, so what I'm go- so what else would you recommend? Uh, for me Superman to versus the Elite. Oh, I think I've seen this with uh, uh, Captain Black. Adam, with Captain uh, Captain Adam. No, no, no. It's it's man. Uh, Cap the Captain Adam one is Batman Superman Public Enemies. Oh. Superman okay. versus okay. the Elite is the one with Manchester Black in it. It's it's really good. For like okay. an animated film, it's it's very close to the comic run as well. So. And the art style is fucking great. It's probably one of the better looking DC films. Okay, Manchester Black. Okay. Yeah, and truly, truly a fucking good work. It is, I mean, at this point, I'd say it's the best animated TV series that came out this uh, this year. Better than the Dota anime? That's not fucking hard. (laughs) That's very true. I mean, Dora had its highlights. There's a lot of things that yeah, were too. really good. Cool. Mirana Best Waifu. Yeah. What, do you know? Do you know what's a meme I've I've loved from the Dota anime? What? It's 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 that picture of Mirana going from this distance I never usually miss, and then it cuts to an like in-game footage of Mirana point blank missing somebody with an arrow. <laughs> uh, there's also I also watched uh, uh, the the new Captain America TV show. Spoiler alert! It's uh, Captain America. Falcon versus Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon it finishes with. Yeah, it finishes with Falcon becoming the new know, Captain I America. Know. I need to watch that as well. It's actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, I'll watch it. Chance down, pretty fucking good. Just a lot of the action good. directors although, are the same guys that did uh, Winter Soldier. So although yeah. I do have some so interesting, uh, I just don't understand all of the things I've seen there. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, I don't agree with some of the things that they've gone for, but hey, it's a great I'll fucking show. And I'll, if there's anything I'm so else, happy. I'll try and fail you, and I kind of know most of it. I'm also kind of uh, disappointed that Bucky didn't become uh, Captain America. Well, Falcon's but, a, Falcon's Cap in the comics now. Yeah, like, but then in, again, in the MCU, Bucky was never ready to become Captain yeah, America. Maybe, maybe when Falcon dies, he will be the one that takes up yeah. the mantle. I don't know. Most, I mean, most likely. I, because it's it seems weird seeing Captain America fly now. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just like you know, Plus, he, Falcon he is be... fucking awesome. Oh yeah, he is. Because by the end, he just absorbs the mantle and he talks to the first supposed Captain America, who's also a black man, but they didn't yeah. give him the proper recognition. I was like, I know. About uh... I've watched I've watched the recaps of some of the episodes. So yeah. I, I oh know, yeah, the I man of man. Some. Wait, sorry, man of recaps. No, uh, Mr. Sunday movies. Nah, man of recaps does a better job. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. Like in tw- in less than 20 minutes, he summarized the whole fucking TV series, the whole season, and it will make p- proper sense because he hits all the uh, most important parts with a bit of memes and shit. That's the yeah, one I, I usually. That's why. Would. That's why I watch um, Mr. Sunday movies because it's two guys and they play off each other very well when they re- when they do stuff. 
And this was just like he has his team of people that and uh, that uh, view the shows, write the stuff. But he's the one talking. I genuinely mm-hmm. suggest you watch Manavili because he has some. He does some stellar work. He has. Uh, I watched him recap every season of Walk the Walking Dead, hmm. and he hits every fucking point of it in every season. And now he does individual episodes right now because you know he has to milk the fucking content. It's not like you can just watch a TV series every week, a whole fucking the ten seasons of it, and just make a fucking recap. Like that shit doesn't work, yeah, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. Uh, he also did Agent of Shield, which trust me, it becomes really fucking stupid by the end. But yeah, that's a thing that happened. Uh, genuinely, just watch my recaps. I will he, watch it. He, he also has Game of Thrones once, if you're interested. Game of Thrones. Um, I was not. He also did uh, that. I think he had Star Wars once in there as well. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty much. Everything that's major. Arrow. That's how I fucking watched Arrow. Yeah, I just watched <laughs> a recap. Just do everything because I wasn't fucking gonna watch 10 fucking seasons of stupidity. Yeah, like I, I just summarized it. I was like, I fell for him. And he made some ve- very valid points. Like every season fights with the big fight in the city where mm-hmm. all the people mm-hmm. gather up. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? And he also... It also makes it a fucking meme at this at some point, like you know, and and for uh, and because it's the end of the season, we're getting another one of those cool awesome fighting scenes between the people. In a lot of, in a lot of cases, know. they're not awesome fight scenes; they're just mayhem. Anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to shoot because I'm being summoned for Dota. But yeah. yeah, next week we're gonna talk about Hell Girl. Finally, we're gonna talk about Invincible, and we're gonna go over Superman versus the Elite. Go watch and... the Dark and the Wicked and come and come play. Oh, and a bit of Young Justice. Yes. Mostly because four episodes is just nothing in the, in the first season. Yeah, we'll go over four, the first four episodes of the first season. Which are pretty much a four-parter, essentially. So, there's that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you have something to say to the people, good oh, sir? Not really. I mean, I'm pretty sure we missed something. Probably. We always do, so. If if anything, uh, messages on Anchor. There's a, There will be a link in the description. Uh, to where you can go to our anchor page and leave us a message. We can read it on, on live on air and we can answer questions and shit. So. Oh yeah, there is currently a sale on uh, uh, on Steam for Devolver Digital Games. Yes, there is. And, and I got paid. I took another. I took another look at the the new Shadow Warrior game. I was not particularly impressed. I'm sorry, guys. We'll see. Wait for it to come out. There's also a game called Boomerang X, and I might actually <laughs> enjoy this one. Anyway, uh, thank you all for tuning in and listening and all that. Apex new season is out as well. I'm going to have to start playing Apex, Jesus. And uh, we'll see you all next week on the Voices from Behind podcast. Music. <laughs>